Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. They're our best bags yet. And they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. This needs to be said All the while We're keeping it real, yeah There's so much to be said We're gonna take our time We're gonna change the world are tuning in today to This Needs to be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it. We're going to talk about it. Thank you for joining us today as we are going to motivate your buzz with Ms. Dana Sidberry of MotivationMarketingFirm.com. Check out our website, get your pen and paper out, and we're getting ready to start class. Class is in session. Today we're going to talk about the hardest part of marketing. I know a lot of people, they want to shy away from that in business, so I'm glad that she's bringing this topic up. The hardest parts of marketing and how to get past them. So we're going to take a quick break. You have an opportunity right now to get yourself ready, get in a quiet place, get your pen and paper out, because we are about to begin class. Ask Tani Credit Restoration Insight. The key is to address the problem head on. For some, this can be embarrassing. You might think your poor financial record is a sign of poor character, and addressing it might seem overwhelming. But rest assured that bad credit and financial woes happen to all types of people. It might occur because of a crisis, a job loss, a divorce, or a sudden illness. And yes, let's not forget sometimes it happens because you mismanaged your money. Let's start fresh and design a plan to restore your credit. Enhancing your credit is easy if you know the components that make up your credit scores. To receive exclusive tips and resources, go to www.asktani.com. Have you ever wanted to feel more balanced? Do you wish you felt complete and whole? Do you want to be well-organized and grounded, more joyful and less stressed? Would you like to have a positive outlook on life? which will in turn enable you to feel empowered? Then join us at www.metothepowerofwe.com, 
where you will be inspired and stretched to become a better you and to discover your personal journey to greatness because together is better. Marketing is essential to any business, large or small. Let Motivation Marketing Firm get your business on track with real-time solutions and a hands-on approach. Coupled with the surge of motivation every business needs, services are available in event marketing, promotional items, and much more. Get motivated today with MotivationMarketingFirm.com. That's www.MotivationMarketingFirm.com.
day can't make it but so far. Thank you for joining us today for Motivate Your Buzz with Ms. Dana Sidberry of MotivationMarketingFirm.com. Listen, we're getting ready to start class. We're talking about the hardest part of marketing and how to get past that. Welcome, Dana. Hello, Catherine. How are you today? You sound so cheerful. How was your weekend? Oh, you know what? I had a wonderful weekend. I can't even lie. It was a great it, weekend. It sounds the best sound like I've had in a while. Yep, I mm. had a good weekend. Friday, okay, Saturday, text me the details. Huh? <laughs> text me the de- details. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, I'm not old enough? Maybe not? I think if I text you the details, that will make you an accessory after the fact. Oh, all right. Well, let's just um say you had a great weekend, and I don't need to get in any trouble. No, no <laughs> trouble you, for you. So um, I'm going to turn it over to you. Get out of the way. I got my pen and paper ready. Okay, okay, okay. Well, welcome, everybody. I hope that you, too, had a great weekend. I know that I did. Um, But we're going to go ahead and start your week off right, talking about marketing and what the hardest part of marketing is. Now, there's not a right or wrong answer to this question, but I'm just going off of what I've heard, you know, different business owners and entrepreneurs say, what my clients have told me, and um, just some research that I've done on the Internet as to other people and their issues with marketing. So if you feel like you you have something that you want to say or, you know, I've missed something that you feel like I should have stated, Definitely feel free to contact me. Um, You can call in now at um, 347-994-3320, or you can inbox me um, at Motivation Marketing Media. I think that's my favorite page. Yes, Motivation Marketing Media, or you can uh, email me, motivationmktg at gmail.com. So, um, and these... Tips and and um, issues are in no particular order. I didn't do you know what I've heard the most of or what I've heard the less of. I just pretty much jotted them down, and we're going to talk about it. The first one we'll talk about is knowing how to sell your product, and I think that is a big thing. Uh, people really don't think that when they go into business that they're, when they go into business that they are going to have to sell their product and you do have to sell your product. You may not have to physically go out and you know talk to people, but in everything that you do, there is a sale involved. If you are a person that cleans houses for a living, you offer maid service. If you are a hairstylist, if you um, have a multi-level marketing company, um, you know, if you um, sell clothes. I mean, of course, that is a sale, but there is some type of marketing that you have to do, and marketing is, it is about the sale, but it is all about how you get the information out to the public. That's what marketing is about. So you have to get the information out, and then you have to tell people basically why they should buy into your product. Okay, so and I have to do the same thing. I have to tell people 
why they should come and be a part of Motivation Marketing Firm or come aboard Motivation Marketing Firm, and I have to tell them why. What is the benefit to them? And that's exactly what every business has to do. You have to sell your product and you have to tell sell what is the best part of the marketing and what is the best part of your business. In order to make that sale, they need to know why that they're going to make that make the sale or, or make the purchase rather. And, you know, how is it going to benefit them? And if you can't tell them those things, you're not going to get the sale. So um I read books, of course, and I've read I've read uh, Dr. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Robert Kiyosaki and Donald Trump's book, um, and they talk about what they did to get into sales. And Robert Kiyosaki said that he went and got into Xerox company. He he was not into sales. He was, in fact, he was terrified of sales, but he went and got a job doing sales. And that company showed him the keys to success where selling is concerned. At the end of his tenure with Xerox Company, he was the, the lead salesman. He made a lot of money doing that business. And um, he was he got to a point to where he was able to train other people. So, and, and if that's what you need to do, if you need to enlist with a company or maybe take some webinars or seminars or, you know, talk to other people that you know that are in sales and see what their key is, okay? So you have to sell and you have to be good at selling. And you have to know a, you have to know a lot about what it is that you're selling, and we'll, we'll get more into that a little bit later. Um, the next question is knowing your target audience. Um, I've all, I always talk to you guys about research, okay? When you decide you're going to get a business, you have to do some level of research on that business, and you have to know which one of your customers or which which client is your target client. So you have to know, um, is it a male or female that's going to be your audience, what the age group is, um, some some information about their income, some information about their lifestyle, and that will teach you what your target audience is. If you know your target audience, that in turn helps you to sell your product a little bit better because you know who you're selling it to. If you know who if if you know if your audience is a female, you know that um events that are for women, um you know, the passion parties or um, pamper parties or, you know, women-based expos or, you know, things like that, you know that already that is your audience. Now, of course, there is some research involved with you getting in to find out what type of women are attending those events. But once you figure that part out, you'll know a little bit more about your target audience. When you're learning about your target audience, again, you want to know the age group that it affects. You can say your target audience is females, okay? Is that babies? Is that elementary school? Is that uh, baby boomers? Is that, you know, uh, your 20-something? Which audience are you trying to convey your, your services to? Figure that portion out, and then you'll be able, you'll be on your way to figure out your target audience. And another way to figure out your target audience is do a little bit of testing, okay? You know, give away a little bit of product. Um, if you sell candles, 
maybe put something out on social media and see whoever, put a question out, see the type of person that answers a question and, you know, check into their, uh, their you know, background just, just a little bit. You know, say, okay, hey, I'm going to give away a count, a count um, a, I'm sorry, excuse me, guys. I'm going to give away this candle if you guys take this survey. And then have those types of questions. What is your um, background? You know, what city are you from? What is your age group? What is your income? You know, all those questions, ask them questions to find out what your target audience are. You can ask them, you know, what type of fragrance do you like? If you're trying to figure out, you know, with this candle business, which candles should you, you know, take more time and, and market more of? You know, then they'll say, you know, I like vanilla. I love cotton candy. I love, um, you know, a floral scent. And you'll know a little bit more. And that's because your target audience is telling you what they like. The next thing that people say is the hardest part of marketing is staying consistent. And, and I have to admit, even even me, sometimes I don't feel like talking about my business. And I know that it's hard to believe, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just want to stay up under the covers. <laughs> and I think that we all get that way, when we're, especially when we're busy. You know, we need a little bit more downtime because we've run up everything that we have, all of our energy. But the hardest part is staying consistent and always being out in front of people, okay? If you decide that you're going to run a special in August, come September, I don't know what special I want to run. I'm not going to run anything. But here comes October. Oh, I'm going to run another special. That's not consistent, okay? When you're trying to stay consistent, you're doing it around the clock every time. You're supposed to do it. For example, I want this needs to be said every Monday from 2 o'clock to whatever time my segment ends. This needs to be said is on Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. every week. That is consistency. I'm constantly up, updating my Facebook status and letting people know, you know, what's going on or who they should support or who I'm supporting and what my clients are doing. That's consistency. The more people see it, the more potential you have to do business with people because they see your effort, they see what it is that you're doing. Consistency is, you know, I'll give you a great example. Um, when I first started doing my business, even before that, I was out talking, networking, and I have business cards and, you know, just letting people know what it is that I do. Um, the other day, maybe about three weeks, maybe about two weeks ago, a young lady contacted me and said, hey, Dana, I don't know if you remember me, but are you still doing your marketing business? So, of course, I emailed her back and I said, most definitely, yes, I do remember you. How are you? And she said, you are so consistent. I'm so glad you're, that you're still into it. I need to con I need to speak with you about marketing. Boom. Just that quick because I stayed consistent and I stuck with my business. Now I have a potential client that wants to get in contact with me and that, you know, may potentially come aboard. And most of the time when I meet with people, that's the one thing that they say. They say, you are very consistent. I see you on Facebook, and you're always somewhere, and you're always talking about your clients, and your clients is always talking about how they love what it is that you do. 
and it, and it's true if I don't say so myself. You know, staying consistent is always doing the same thing where your business is concerned. Now, I'm not saying, you know, doing the same I'm not saying staying in a rut, staying in a rut and just doing the same thing day in and day out. But what I'm saying is making sure that you're updating your Facebook status. Make sure that your up your website is up to date with your content. Making sure that, you know, when you're going out to events, your table is where it needs to be. Just staying consistent with your business practices is what it's all about. The next thing I want to talk to uh, talk about is creating effective marketing campaigns. That is the hardest, one of the hardest parts of marketing, and and I get that a lot. Um, most people have trouble creating effective marketing campaign because honestly, they don't put a lot of thought into what it is that they're going to do. We're going to stop right here, guys. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back and we'll talk about how to create an effective marketing campaign. Stick with us. Be right back. Okay. So we're not going to do it right now. I do apologize for that. But creating effective marketing campaigns, the one thing that people let me out. Welcome back from the break, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with us at This Needs to Be Said. We are talking about creating effective marketing campaigns um, and the hardest part of marketing. So when you're trying to create an effective marketing campaign, take a minute to put yourself in the client's shoes. And I think that we as business owners don't always take the time to do that, but we should. If you take the time out to put yourself in the client's shoes, you can you can look at your business and what you're offering and see if it's something that you will purchase. And I know that sometimes it's, it's difficult for us to do that because we are the business owner, but you have to ask yourself, if I was someone that wanted to come to my business, would I actually purchase it? And why would I make a purchase? And that will help you when creative, creating your marketing campaign. If you're wanting to sell that candle that we spoke about earlier, you have to figure out why someone would want to purchase that that candle and make it effective. You can say, oh, everybody, this is the best-smelling best candle you have to purchase now. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm going to get a candle now. Not, not going to buy a candle now. So take a minute to say, what is the best part about my candle? Is it the smell? Is it soy-free? Is it organic? Does it burn slow? Um, Does it last for 12 hours? Does the wick um, never burn out? You know, what is the best part of that candle that you feel like people won't want to take advantage of? When you do that, you'll figure out what the effective marketing campaign will be. When you're doing an effective marketing campaign, don't try to sell more than one thing at a time. If you want more website traffic, 
you want to say, um, you know, something to the effect of visit our website at da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And then that will create a little bit of traffic to them, I mean, for you. But when you're doing that, make sure that you're telling them why they should visit your website. Visit our website because we're going to go, you know, you're going to learn this or you're going to learn that. Or visit our website for more tools or, you know, check out our our website for a great coupon or, or percentage off. Give them a reason to go to your website or a call to action. If you're on a platform such as this needs to be said and you're doing an interview, give a reason for your customers to go to your website. Um, and it could be, you know, we're talking about our candle sale or our candle business and where we get to start from. And you can offer the listeners 10% off of their sale if they listen in. That is creating an effective marketing campaign. We've been also talking about marketing um, your product and how to start an online campaign. That is another hard part of marketing. People don't know when to launch a marketing campaign and how to stay consistent with that marketing campaign. But this is what I say to that. You have to start somewhere. If you know that you're going to have an event in a month, okay, and you want people to start purchasing tickets, okay, you want to go ahead and start launching that ticket sale campaign. Even if you don't know everything about the event, but you know that you have a venue, you have the you have the particulars that you need. You have a venue, you know the date, and you know that it is going to happen, go ahead and launch the campaign to get the ticket sale started. Maybe, you know, if it's a month away or maybe if, if it's two, three months away, maybe consider doing a buy one, get one free. Or maybe do a ticket giveaway. You know, do something like that that's out-of-the-box thinking. That is also an effective marketing campaign because it's an online marketing. I'm sorry, it's a marketing launch or a creative marketing launch plan that you're trying to do. So think about it and implement. And I think that's another hard part of marketing, actually taking the time to sit down with yourself and think about what it is that you're going to do. We get so caught up in the day-to-day activities, trying to make money, trying to get this and trying to get that, but we don't take the time to think about our businesses. So that is another hard part of marketing your business, thinking about your marketing plan. Every business owner or every person that is in business tells you to come up with a marketing plan, and, and you do need a marketing plan. In that marketing plan, you should plan on plan out how you will market your business, how you plan to execute the exposure of your business. And then that requires time. So the same thing goes with thinking about your marketing campaign and thinking about the marketing of your business. You have to really sit down and think about it and figure it out before you start to implement, not oh, I'm so good at making candles, I'm going to start a candle-making business tomorrow and I'm going to sell out. Okay, yeah, let me go ahead and do this Facebook page and let me go ahead and get a website tomorrow and, you know, I'm going to give you some business card, boom, I'm a business owner. And, And truthfully, you are, but you've not taken time to think about your branding. You have not taken time to think about who your target audience is and who's going to buy those candles. You've not taken time to figure out how you're going to make the money back 
when you put this this candle business out, all you know is that you make a good candle and you're going to be a business owner. That's it. If you take the time out to figure out what it is that you're going to do, how you're going to do the candle business, how you're going to market it, who's going to purchase it, where are you going to sell, what type of events you're going to do, and, you know, just so on and so forth, then you'll be in a better place with it. And the last thing with the hardest part of marketing is social media. As easy as you and I may seem or think that social media is, some people do have trouble with social media. Um, I am going to start a social media class. If anyone is interested or know that anyone is interested, definitely get in contact with me. Um, I'm putting everything together now. Um, so just stay tuned for me to launch that endeavor for a social media class. Um, but we will offer different um, social media platforms, how to set it up, how to engage your audience, how to get more followers, how to get more friends, you know, just give you a couple of tools and, you know, tips on how to do more with your business. Shameless plug, but definitely in line with what we're talking about. But some people find it hard to keep up with their social media because they don't have time to update their pages. There are different tools out there now that you can use to update your pages, and, and that is Hootsuite, um, Sprout Social. Just if you Google, you know, social media schedulers or, or things like that, everything will come up. Now, with that being said, you know, nothing is wrong with the social media schedulers, but you have to make sure that the content you're putting out is engaging, okay? So that's the key to marketing is making sure that you're keeping your people engaged in what it is that you're talking about. Sure, you can be just talking about, um, you know, what's going on on TV or what's going on in the community, but if it's not something that people feel interested in or are connected to, they are not going to listen and you're not going to grow your platform. So I thank you guys for tuning in with me today. And um, I'm, I would like to say happy anniversary to MotivationMarketingFirm.com. We turned four today. Wow. <laughs> yes, we turned four today. Uh, well, not today. I'm going to say this month. Um, I think it was earlier in the month when we started uh, Motivation Marketing Firm. So just like typical Dana fashion, we're going to celebrate the whole month. And I've also oh, put okay. out a, a good special, and that's 40 email blasts. I'm sorry, 40 social media blasts for $40. So everybody take advantage of it. Get in contact with me. I thank you so much for joining in today and listening, checking me out. I hope that everybody have a great week. I am Dana Sidberry with Motivation Marketing Firm. Contact me at MotivationMarketingFirm.com or follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MotivationMKTG. Have a great week, folks. Wow, Dana, thank you, and congratulations. Four years is a long time in the business world, and it's thank tough. You. So. Congratulations, and keep up the good work. Thank you for being a part of This Needs to Be Said. Thank you so much for having me. Marketing is essential to any business, large or small. Let Motivation Marketing Firm get your business on track. 
with real-time solutions and a hands-on approach, coupled with the surge of motivation every business needs. Services are available in event marketing, promotional items, and much more. Get motivated today with MotivationMarketingFirm.com. That's www.MotivationMarketingFirm.com. Have you considered hosting your own radio show? But getting started seems intimidating. For instance, what platform should you use or how can you make money with this endeavor? Well, I have the solutions to these questions and many more in my three video series called So You Want to Be in Radio. Here you will discover what I've learned over the past three years through trial and error. I'm willing to share my knowledge with you. And for you allowing me to help you, I will get you one free month on air hosting your own radio show. A free copy of Think and Grow Rich a free copy of 36 Ways to Instigate Your Success, as well as 8 Steps to Living Your Dream. For only $29, you will get all of the tools to get you started and keep you motivated. Take the first step by going to www.thisneedstobesaid.com right now. The time is now, so go to www.thisneedstobesaid.com. Let your voice be heard. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoons, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. I want to compose you, write you into my sheets like Gershwin, craft midnight music with my fingertips, then place lyrics on your skin with my lips, intro insatiable, 16 kiss verse, hooked on your exhale, 16 stroke verse 2, anticipation bridges one minute to the next, 16 stroke verse again, orgasmic outro, classical, you are my rhapsody in blue. I have left of you. 
You are my job interview. I want to work for our love and hope that I've answered all your questions. I know this position comes with benefits. I want to retire in your arms. You are my dust. You are a light fading over a distant horizon, leaving me in darkness. Night is your fear of taking this leap of faith with me. I'll be waiting for dawn. So I used to have I mean, come on over here, sit down. I mean, I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Getting late. What you got to be here beside me. Watching, eating, wanting tea. But I'm afraid you stay. Don't be. I'm afraid. I wish I had a green thumb. I'd sift through the dirt other men have done. Plant a promise and cover it with my redemption. See, I worked for that. So let it fertilize my commitment to our happiness. Watch me till this fill of dreams. Pick possibilities to weave into the fabric of our understanding. We'll wear work. Make every day our runway. Don't let this moment run away. Cause see, I look to the sky and wish on a shooting star. Say, please stop running for me. Still into my smile so they can know why I've been thinking of you. Rest in my pupils, North Star. Baby, can you guide my dreams home? tuning in today to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. We just finished up with Ms. Dana Sidberry of MotivationMarketingFirm.com. Definitely go out and check out her website if you're looking for any event or entertainment marketing. She is your girl. Listen, I have been promoting not as strongly as I need to be. I've been advised that I need to do a, a bigger job letting you guys know about the next project that this needs to be said is working on, and it's a community radio station that is not Internet, that is a physical building, FM dial. It's going to be a hyper-local radio station, and what that means is this FM dial will be three to seven miles outside of whatever zip code we get approved for. The license will be applied for in October, 
And how this came about is that the FCC is allowing the community to receive a free license, which just to think about it, it's at least $750 to get it. That's at least $750 to get a license, and that's not all that goes into it. You have to get an antenna. You have to have a, a building and your equipment to do your radio show. It's not as simple as Internet where you can have your phone or your microphone and your computer. Maybe you use Skype. It's not like that. You have more equipment. You have a, a bigger reach. You have more responsibility um, on the airwaves than you do with Internet. And so that changes just a little bit. I thank goodness that I've been uh, responsible these three years with the airwaves because there's a lot of power behind the microphone. People listen to you when you're sharing your content. So we have to make sure that we're going to be governed by the FCC rules uh, when we move over to that. Now, will we lose the radio station on Internet? No, we will not. We will continue here. We're just going to begin a new Part of this needs to be said, really in the community, 80% of what we will share with the community radio station is going to be what's happening on the ground in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you won't have to have things happen nationally and question why didn't we hear about it right in our own community because there's similar things, good and bad, that happen right in your community that you don't hear about because it's not um, national enough. It's not sensationalized enough. And that's not fair to the community. You live, eat, sleep, work, play in a particular area. You need to know what's going on around you, whether it's good or bad. And there's so much good that's happening around us that people don't get to see it because we watch the news and the news points out what's going to make people say, wow, sh and be shocked and they can't believe it and, and not another, you know, bad thing happening. That's what gets them them ratings. But the beauty of community radio station is that we're not operated operating for the ratings. We're not working for uh, a number one spot. Now, if there's a lot of listens, that's great. If there's not, that's great. People are going to come and share what they know, just like we do. What this needs to be said to others, communicate with others, educational. Um, you learn about marketing, you learn about just what's happening in the community, the things that you really need to hear about, the things that you really wish were being said on on regular radio stations. And there's a difference from being based in the community and being community-based. Based in the community means I just put my building in your community. That's my base, as opposed to my focus being on what's happening in the community. It could be anything from the local PTA, which you guys know that I'm a part of, and it won't be just because I'm a part of it, because that may not always be the case, but your parent-teacher association, your your groups, your little league, um, your church events, uh, your festivals is happening that maybe this festival wasn't large enough to be on the commercial radio station to pay for advertising. Maybe it's a free event and they just need someone to just get the word out. Um, it could be something happened at the local library, something at the school, something at someone's at a business in Charlotte that would not normally get airtime. You will hear from people that normally wouldn't be on radio because they're not disc jockeys or radio personalities. What you want to hear is from the people that are just like you that have something to share, and you'll begin to see how much positivity is in the community around you. Now, with that being said, there are fundraisers going on because I can't do it by myself. I won't try to do it by myself. I don't do this needs to be said by myself because it doesn't make sense to do it. It's too much work, too much of a burden for one person to carry on themselves. 
It's more fun when you do it with other people. It's more productive when you do things with other people. So the community radio station, guess what? I'm depending on the community to help me. Now, the community is not limited to Charlotte. Eighty percent of what we talk about has to be Charlotte and that particular zip code that I'm looking at. However, there's another 20%, which is still huge, that I can talk about anything I want, share anything I want. I will still have a place for the community businesses, the independent artists, whether they're singing or spoken word. Listen, the community radio station is going to be your community, whether you're in California, Florida, South Carolina, New York, Texas, uh, Arizona. These are all the places right now that are consistently tuning into the show. We need your support. A lot of people have received the bags. We've ordered almost 200 bags and mailed them out, handed them out to people, and collected women's clothing as well as children over 12 months of age clothing. And what they do on this online consignment store is they take what you've donated and they sell it, turn it into money for us, and we raise money that way. I may be talking a little too fast. I'm going to take a breath because I'm really excited about this. This is another opportunity for me to educate, to learn, as well as to pour out. So, okay, that was my breath. Also, we're doing a $1 campaign drive, and my belief is President Obama got in with a lot of people giving a $1 donation, and the churches run every week on a $1 donation. People can give $1, and it makes a huge difference. Everyone can contribute one way or the other. The other way people can help is to volunteer time. So, what I have done is set up links for the donations, and we have a web, we have a group page on Facebook called Let's Create Community Radio Together. On that page, you have how you can donate money or clothes, and I'm I've been mailing them out personally, the green and white bags, so that people can fill them with clothes. Go through your closet, fill those bags up with clothes. They're going to be resold, and you will then transfer the money to Dreams Woven Support Network. Because that's the other thing. I have to be linked to a nonprofit. So Dreams Woven Support Network, as I've sent an email out on last week to those who are signed up to that newsletter, that we are in the process of becoming a nonprofit. So that paperwork is on its way to be approved or rejected in our prayers that it's approved because we need that so that we can apply in October for the license. And this needs to be said will be a project of Dreams Woven, and we're just going to work those two businesses together. Dreams Woven Support Network, uh, many of you may not know, but what Dreams Woven Support Network is, is I like to call it the Alcoholics Anonymous for business owners. And what that means is when you have those hard times in business, you're working to get through those times when there's not a consistent paycheck, you don't have the next great idea that's going to move you forward, you feel stuck. I am not offering services that you can get at the Small Business Administration because that's what they're for. There are other networking events that you can attend, attend, but what you need is when you feel like giving up, you need someone who's been where you are, a group of people who've been where you are and how they've worked through that, okay? So that's what Dreams Woven Support Network is about, to keep you inspired and motivated about what it is you love to do. Let's keep you loving what you do at your business that you started. So the nonprofit, there's a lot I'm saying, and I will begin to share so much more about the community radio station so that everyone will have a better idea of what it is. Because what I've learned is a lot of people are thinking community radio station is the same as a commercial radio station, and it's not. 
the community radio station has more of a focus and responsibility to the community. It's not leaning to make money, just solely making money, running commercials, um, charging people for space. It's not focused on that. That's not saying that it will not make money. The focus is not on commercializing things. It's about educating you about the good that's going on in the community around you. If there is some negative energy or, or negative information or bad news, you'll get that too, and it won't have to be all the way down in Florida or across the country something bad happened when we're not concerned about our young men, women, families here in our own community. That is what we'll be looking at. So um, just to give you an idea, community radio station is responsible responsibility is to share what's happening right in your community. How can you help? You can donate clothes or you can donate a dollar. You can also donate your time and volunteer. The volunteer stuff will happen in 2014 so that um, <laughs> thank you for the text messages, guys. Stop for a second so I can share with you the information. Uh, for those who have already been on board um, helping with um, Dreams Woven, as well as the community radio station. Thank you in advance. Continue to share the word. And a lot of people have helped just because of the work we've done with This Needs to Be Said, not fully understanding the community radio station, and that says a lot, that they trust what I'm doing. I need more people trusting what I'm doing. I need more people understanding what I'm doing so that you can spread the word. Uh, good news, I have someone that's going to help find the antenna, the building. We're going to mount the antenna for the community radio station. There's a lot of pieces that go into it that I didn't even know. I just knew I wanted to do this project. Um, if you want to know more about it, it's PrometheusRadioProject.org. They're the organization that is helping a lot of us to establish our community radio station. Let me back up. 13 years ago was the last time the FCC allowed nonprofits to have this opportunity in the community for free. Otherwise, you'd have to pay. You can go and start your radio station, of course. But I didn't even know this was an option. And when it came across and one of the uh, journalist, journalism meetings I was in, I, I knew I had to do it. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know who all would be involved. But it had to happen. Um, as an educator, it has to happen. And it's just in me to do that. But this is a non-traditional way to do that, and the people who need the information that we're sharing are those who eat, sleep, work, play right in this community. Yeah, of course, we want to hear about all the great concerts and stuff that's coming to Charlotte, but there is already a place for those things. What about the independent artists that need your support? What about the children that need your support, the mentoring organizations? What about the elderly people? What about the homeless community? What about those nonprofits that do not get enough airtime or support because people don't know that they're there? How many times has that happened? So to give you the links to where you can support, go to our Facebook fan page. It will be there in just moments. I know I have a separate group for it, but I'm going to make the link more prominent so that you will see it. Go to the uh, TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, and you can go to the event called Let's Create Community Radio Together. You can donate clothes. If you're going through taking out clothes that the kids have outgrown, Put them in these little green bags. The postage is paid for you, coming and going. I'll mail you the bags. You stuff the bags, seal them up, and you can give them to your postman or take them to UPS office. It is your choice, but postage is already paid. Okay, and that's one way that you can donate to the cause. Those clothes will turn into money, okay, turn it strong to gold kind of idea. The other thing is you, can, you say, well, you know, it would be easier for me to give a dollar, or I want to do both. 
then you can do that as well. I will put the link. You can pay right online through WePay.com and give a donation. You do not have to just give a dollar. A lot of people asked me that on last week. We started this on Thursday. In the first 24 hours, we raised $58, which I think is a big deal, $1 at a time. Some people gave more than a dollar, and some people gave just a dollar. Nothing is less or greater than all of it helps, and the responsibility is on the community for me to be accountable to what I said I'm doing with this vision to make sure that information gets out. Like just a mo- in just a moment, we'll be talking with Valerie's son about politics. You need to know about the politics that are happening right in your community, whether it's your homeowners association, the PTA, the county, the city, the state. You need to know what's happening around you and how you can make a difference. It keeps amazing me the things that have gotten by the community and been and that has been passed as a bill or made a law because no one stopped it. We didn't know. We weren't aware. We were just going through with our day-to-day life. But we're going to learn how to balance things like Deanna shares with us once a month, how to, you know, just balance, to be happy, to work together, how we can do business better. We have lots of business people on to watch your credit, to monitor your taxes, to definitely take time off. Bryson Travel helps with that. So all of these things to find balance in your life so you can be aware of more things not feel overwhelmed, and not get, uh, I guess the word I'm looking for is distracted by what's happening in other communities. When you're wondering all the time, I hear this all the time, Trayvon Martin's situation happens in other communities, and no one's talking about it on national level. We need a community radio station to sound the alarm for our own communities. You know what? People are better when they're watched. They behave better when they know that you're looking at them. Some people may believe that they can work alone, work unsupervised. I'm going to tell you I can't. If you don't hold me accountable, I'm certain I'll let Catherine get away with some things. But as long as you hold me accountable, I will do my best job, and that's because I'm being supervised, and that's the average person. If the expectation is there that you do what you said you're going to do, it will fo- people will follow through with it. We have not held people accountable, whether it's in politics, whether it's in business. I have friends now that will just stop going to a restaurant if it's bad customer service because they don't want to complain. They're afraid that they may do something to their food, that they may mistreat their kids if it's um, something that happened at a daycare. They just don't want to complain because they don't want something bad to happen. Hold people accountable without being afraid of the repercussions because if they know you're looking at them, you're going to scrutinize more of what you will and won't allow, and they're, they're aware of it. Okay, the moment we don't hold people accountable, it keeps happening. So community radio station is where we're growing to. My goal I told you three years ago is I want to be everywhere. I want people, wherever they tune in, to get their news or their information or their entertainment that they get to this needs to be said. We're doing television. That will be expanding. You will get more information on that, but that's not in a hurry. The community radio station is the next thing on the radar. We're on Internet radio, and we're able, we have the ability to stream Internet with the community radio station, so you will not miss it because you can't hear it in your car because you're not in that particular zip code in our city. You will not be blocked out because you're not in this city, all right? The beauty is we get to be on a radio dial. That's what I'm excited about. So, again, head out to the fan page, and the links will be out there in just moments for you to donate. You can request bags to be mailed to you. If you have filled bags and need more bags, let me know that, too. And if you want to donate $1 to us being able to purchase the antenna, you can do that as well. 
We need to construct an antenna. We need this community radio station, and I need your support to make this happen. Again, it's community radio station. This is a community radio station for the people, by the people in your community, okay? And I thank you all for listening to this, and it will be much shorter next time, but it's going to be more consistent that you'll hear about what we're doing with the community radio station. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to get started talking politics with Valerie Sun. So in the meantime, head on out to the fan page, TNTBS Talk Show, so that you can begin to show your support. And I thank you in advance for just trusting and believing in what I've been doing and what the team has been doing for the past three years. Ask Tani Credit Restoration Insight. The key is to address the problem head on. For some, this can be embarrassing. You might think your poor financial record is a sign of poor character, and addressing it might seem overwhelming. But rest assured that bad credit and financial woes happen to all types of people. It might occur because of a crisis, a job loss, a divorce, or a sudden illness. And yes, let's not forget sometimes it happens because you mismanaged your money. Let's start fresh and design a plan to restore your credit. Enhancing your credit is easy if you know the components that make up your credit scores. To receive exclusive tips and resources, go to www.asktani.com. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels, then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724 724- Seven three four eight zero four three. Okay, I just received a text message that this person does not want to be named, but they pledge to give ten dollars a week until October thirty first towards the community radio station. I'm excited about that. Um, my excitement usually goes down, like I'm getting ready to cry, versus me going over, you know, like that. So you you guys may say, she doesn't really sound excited. That has a knot in my throat. I really appreciate that. $10 a week until October 31, it doesn't take a lot to make a huge difference. That matters a whole, whole lot to me. This isn't just my dream coming true. This is something that many people have said that they wanted, and I want to make sure that it happens, all right? And Jerry Adams has a song that says, thank you. So we're going to play that. Then we'll come back with Valerie Sun. Thank you. I want to thank you. 
Thank you for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. It did take me a second to get myself together, so I do apologize for that delay. But um, Jerry Adams, actually, the story behind that song, Thank You, was the last cut on that album, and I didn't even know when he shared that album with me that that would be there. So anytime I can show gratitude, um, I want to share that song. Maybe not the whole thing, right? But at this time, I'd like to welcome Valerie Sun to the show so we can get into our political talk. Yes, I, I am here. It's always great, um, as always, to have another opportunity to come on and give you some political news um, on this Monday. The weather here in Charlotte is uh, great today. It seems like we have avoided the rain. We actually had a good weekend here. So it's wonderful uh, yeah. time of year again. August being my favorite month of the year. We see that it has uh, been Is it because um, there's a birthday for you in this month? Yes, my birthday has passed. Uh, it was live last week. There are several people that I know that have uh, birthdays in August. Me and my dad, there are several people. I could go on and on. So that's, that helps make it my favorite month. Uh, back to school is a whole lot of things. I kicks off football season. There are a lot of things that go on in August. That makes it my uh, favorite month of the year. But, yes, my birthday would be the beginning of that great month. And we certainly have had oh. great weather and great opportunity. Yes, yes that, that makes it a great month for, for me and a lot of other people, yes. My wife's birthday is in August. Uh-huh. It's just a great month for so many people. Um, Interesting. Oh, that note, I do. Yes, really. I mean, Leo's and Virgo seem to be everywhere. And if we get an astrological signs and what all it means to be in Leo and the Virgo, we could have a whole other show. But it is certainly uh, something I'm, uh, um, I'm surrounded by. And almost every walk of life, almost everywhere I go, I do run into Leo's and Virgos. People born in August and September, born in any other months of the year, or anything else that I encounter. I mean, I know a list of them from all you know, different walks of life, things that I've done. So for whatever reason, they seem to be very uh, popular, very popular months. Um, on the note of what you were saying earlier, I found that very interesting. I've got to make sure I add it to my Twitter. People are better when they're watched. That's a very interesting quote. I, I've made note of that. So I do want you to know that I do listen, and I will. Uh, you you yeah, do. You take notes. Interesting. You were supposed to take notes from like Dana, not from me, but 
you know. Well, that that yeah. as well, but I did certainly hear that. As well, <laughs> as well as I must congratulate you again, or at least make note that I often hear people speak in the third person. I heard you say that Catherine will um, let Catherine get away with things. Very interesting. You speak in the third person. <laughs> Catherine sure will let Catherine get away with things. She will. Yeah. And of course, I echo all your sentiments about the. Um, no, and I do echo all of your sentiments about community radio. There's certainly something that's wonderful, something that you have a dream and a vision for, and I certainly echo everything that you so eloquently stated about uh, community radio. But on a note, I do Thank want to start you. today's today's uh, show with um, the passing of uh, Dr. Julius Chambers. Uh, Julius Chambers mm-hmm. was someone who was a, a, a gigantic figure in politics. Uh, for well over 40 years, he actually had a direct effect on uh, several uh, people that I know. Uh, my sister actually was in North Carolina Central while Dr. Chambers was the president there. Uh, my father was in a uh, case with him many, many years ago, back in the 70s. So he's certainly someone that I have known, I've had an opportunity to meet, have heard speak on several occasions. And he certainly was a, was a powerhouse, as they say, in the uh, political world. He is one of the main reasons that the Charlotte Mecklenburg schools were segregated in the late 60s and early 70s. He had a big part in the Shrine Bowl, which is a big football game played between North and South Carolina. In integrating, he was the main reason that blacks were allowed to play in the game back in 1968. So, again, you're talking about over a 40-year career as a lawyer, as an attorney. He's the first to do many, many things. And I certainly would be remiss if I did not mention uh, Dr. Chambers and all the great things that he's done. And on Thursday, Mm -hmm. during his uh, funeral, we got an opportunity on Thursday here uh, transportation Secretary, I keep wanting to say Mayor, the Transportation Secretary, Anthony Fox, as he came over to Friendship Baptist Church and certainly spoke and gave his views on the effect Dr. Chambers has had on him. Another person that was in attendance is Mel Watt. Mel Watt has not kind of had this easily as former Mayor Anthony Fox did. What happened with Mel Watt, who, of course, is shot a Democrat, he is awaiting for Senate confirmation. After President Obama nominated him to be the Federal Housing Finance he actually was over federal housing. Now, what has happened is that he has certainly went up and made several different things or speeches to the Senate, asking them to approve him, as well as a commercial that ran recently where President Obama again asked them and basically pleaded with them to go ahead with his nomination. Now, what the problem seems to be that many Republicans are opposed to Watts' confirmation. Now, he won endorsement from Senate banking committee by 12 to 10 vote, and it was certainly along party lines. Now, Mel Watt's going to need 60 votes to overcome any Republican filibuster. Right now, North Carolina's Richard Burr is the only Republican senator to come out and support him, which is not favorable when it's Republican-led Senate. Now, the issue with that is not only is Mel Watt's confirmation holding up what's happening in the White House, it's also holding up what's happening here in North Carolina. Because we have three people that we know that are waiting for Mel Watt's seat. Because what happens is once he is affirmed or once he is confirmed, if he is back there is confirmed, then, of course, he will give up his congressional seat, one which he has held since 1992. Now, George Bowser III, who is a Charlotte attorney, has already launched a petition drive urging for Watt's confirmation. He also has stated that he is seeking to replace Watt in his congressional seat. We also spoke about State Senator Malcolm Graham. Um, who's also stated already that he intends to seek the position, as well as uh, High Point attorney Marcus Brandon, who is a two-term Democrat from High Point. Again, he has special interest in seat. So it's kind of hard for them to really campaign and go out and say what they want to do because they're waiting on mail watch confirmation. And the closer we get to November, the 
further back that's going to be. So, in other words, the quicker they can confirm you know, what if, in fact, they're going to do it, that would allow these guys to then come out and get that campaign going. If he's not confirmed, then he will remain in his congressional seat. So it's certainly up to the Senate. And it's a great contrast how Anthony Fox was unanimously voted in. It was 100% vote. There was never an issue. There are a lot coming through. There are a few other things they're looking for in the federal housing agency that has eluded him so far. So we'll see how exactly how that turns out with, uh, again, long time. Charlotte Tien and long-time congressional seat member, Mel Watt. Another thing that's taking place, another doctor that's in the news, Dr. James Merrill. He began his first day as the new Wake County School Superintendent. Now, the 62-year-old Merrill was chosen earlier this year by a Republican-led school board. And, of course, we know one of the people that he uh, was chosen over was Deputy Superintendent Ann Clark here in the Charlotte McElroy School System. His appointment makes him the third superintendent in the last three years. Dale Byrne resigned in 2011. And, of course, we did a story on Tom Tata being fired in 2012. The 150,000 student system is the state's largest and at times the most controversial. And, again, I echo that Wake County is the largest school system, Mecklenburg County second. Merrill is no stranger to the Wake County school system. I haven't worked there from 1984 to 2000. So, again, for the third time in three years, Wake County is going to be led by a different superintendent. Now, other things taking place in Wake County. Charlotte, by no means, the only city in North Carolina looking for a new county manager. Of course, we've done the story here about what happened with uh, Harry Jones. But now Wake, Durham, and Orange Counties are also going to be seeking someone for the same position, all looking for county managers. Now, unlike the situation here in Charlotte, all three of these men are resigning. So now the main job of the county manager is to make sure policies of local elected leaders are carried out and state-required services are provided. It is the belief that each county may well have over 100 applicants, some even overlapping from city to city. Wake County also has got to find a new city manager. And, again, these are very important positions. It's probably the biggest decision that a commission is going to make because it's someone who's going to, for the most part, usually outlive those who are outlive as far as politically, not likewise. But they're going to have a longer term for those people who like to put them in. Most of the men, as I'm saying, have an opportunity to resign, spend 10, 15, to 20 years in the same post, which is not always the case with people who put them in. So it's always a huge uh, Opportunity for someone, and it's a huge decision to be made by the commission because, again, all these individuals are people that are appointed. You don't go out and vote for a county manager or a city manager. That person is appointed, but you do vote for the people that are appointed, just like with a superintendent. You don't go out and vote for a superintendent, but you certainly vote for the school board who puts the superintendent in. So I guess you do it uh, secondhand if they sell inadvertently. You go out and you do put people in. President Obama and the First Lady are vacationing in Martha's Vineyard and will be there all week. Now, several publications and many voters have expressed their displeasure in the president vacationing now with several issues are present, and they feel they need his immediate addressing. Now, this vacation was already scheduled, and of course comes one week after President Obama's 52nd birthday. So there are people thinking that this may not be the best time for the president to go on vacation. And again, there are some things he needs to address here. Uh, you know, I won't say in the States, but something he needs to address back in the White House. I don't know if there's ever a good time for the president to vacation. I guess this is a good time. All I'm going to say is that leave that man alone. He can go on vacation. It's never a good time for him to go on vacation. Never. It ain't never a good time. And I guess he does need one at some point. All of us need a vacation at some point. So I guess it's I agree. There's never going to be a good time. So I don't know. But it was, again, something that was already scheduled. So for this entire week, he is supposed to be vacationing and not dealing with any political business until he returns on Friday. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure his phone is ringing and. Uh, I can hear his wife now tell him to cut that phone off. You're on vacation. Sound like it goes with all of us. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yes, I'm sure that's how it goes. I'm sure people are, you know, he's the president. There's going to be people calling him and want to get a pay. I'm sure there are people trying to contact him. I remember he's with his wife and family. He's on vacation. So he's supposed to be, you know, relaxing and wearing his shorts and T-shirts and laying back and enjoying his vacation. But that's never the way it goes with most of uh, Once you yeah. get in power, I guess, or get high up the rank, you never really get a vacation. Um, former Governor Beverly Perdue has ruffled a few feathers. The house she handled her campaign funds. Now, Perdue was left with a balance. She was left with a balance of $1.2 million in her account. Imagine that. That was a balance left. Well, last week, she closed that account. About 800000 went to repay personal loans paid to her campaign from 2000 to 2008. 200000 went to a pair of writers that are working on an autobiography, and roughly 120000 went to charity. Now, any remaining funds were paid to lawyers and campaign staff. The issue is that none of this money went to the North Carolina Democratic Party or any of the Democrats currently running office, which typically happens when people have money left over. Now, under state law, once the campaign's bills and debts are paid, a former candidate can distribute any leftover funds to charity, to another candidate, or back to their party. Her decision to do none of those things is one of the reasons many Democrats are complaining and kind of upset with former Governor Perdue, because, again, you would think she would make some type of contribution to the Democratic Party or to a Democrat that is running to help get them in office, but she certainly is free to do whatever she wants to do with it. But that is what she's done with about $1.2 million that was left in her um, her account. Again, that's quite an account to have. The UNC Board of Governors voted on Friday to ban UNC campuses from letting students of the opposite sex live in the same dorms or apartments. This actually was a big issue that was taking place on last year. Trustees at UNC Chapel Hill had endorsed the idea of gender-neutral housing on last year after a year-long push from students who said the move was necessary to give gay, lesbian, and transgender students a place free of harassment. So this is something that will, again, rear its head, but as of now, there is no um, providing uh, opportunities for individuals in the UNC system, that includes UNC Charlotte, to live with opposite sex. So basically they're saying, I want a dorm room where you have male and female in the same room. That is something that was put on the table that was agreed upon, but it did not come back with the Board of Governors saying that is not something they're going to do at this time. So a very interesting uh, situation whenever that takes place. One of the top stories that took place this week was Attorney Roy Cooper is currently circulating a petition urging Governor Pat McCord to veto the voter ID bill. Now, this effort is highly unusual, coming from a high-ranking state official, and it leaves many political pundits, that's your favorite word again, political pundits, to think that Cooper himself is thinking of running for governor in 2016. Now, Cooper's complaint stems from cutting early voting shorter, stopping pre-registration for young voters, prohibiting people for, who vote in the wrong precinct from casting a provisional ballot, they've always been able to do, and enforcing voter ID so that a college ID would not be valid. Cooper, who is a Democrat, has a website, change.org. To see his petition, you can actually go on there and you can vote, look at how the, the petition is set up. McCorry has stated several times that he supports voter ID laws. Not only he support these laws, he endorsed it prior to him becoming Governor. So again, Governor McCoy pretty much is pretty stands down and said what he intends on doing. I fully expect him to sign this bill. But again, it's very interesting that someone in Roe Cooper's position, he's the uh, Attorney General for the state, would come out and start circulating the petition, getting people to be, first of all, be aware of it, and getting names on it to send to the governor. But once all the names are there, to answer the question like hear people asking now, once all the names are there, still government sent to the governor, all it says is that we don't like your decision. The governor reads that, and then he signs the bill. He's already stated that he's going to sign. 
But I guess it's good to have a tissue and let you be aware of exactly what's on there and what's taking place. And as you mentioned earlier today, many times laws are passed because people are not aware of them. People are not making a, a conscious effort to get out and make sure that the people they elected are representing them the way that they said they would. And as a result of that, similar things like this happen. There is a petition, again, that um, website is change.org. You can go on and see what the Attorney General has put out and exactly what his idea is for improving the voting system. Oh, basically, I won't say improvement. I'll say even going back to where it was. Because all these things that I just mentioned are major issues. There have been issues we've talked about here several times. There have been issues that people have been protesting against. Now these best have something on paper that's going to be sent to the governor. Um, prior to going on his vacation, President Obama stated on Friday he was absolutely certain that the Senate's immigration bill would pass the House if the Republican majority bought it up for a vote. However, Republican leaders said they will bring a series of narrow bills instead. Now, he urged the House to put forward a bill that could pass even if it doesn't match the Senate bill. The bill would include billions with a B for Border Patrol and a path to citizenship for over 11 million immigrants in the country illegally, which again has opened up a whole other can of worms in this thing. There are many that have issues with 11 million illegal immigrants, even being in this country in the first place. There are those who are on the side of, now that they're here, they're good, productive. Let's make them citizens. Let's give them opportunities. So it kind of goes back and forth. But this is something that the president has stated, again, that he feels very certain will pass once it is put out. But, again, you have a Republican-led Senate who would have to make that decision and would have to come out and decide when and where they are going to go with this bill. Again, they've stated they've got some other things that are more uh, high priority to them. Perhaps the biggest news of the day, certainly the biggest news of the day, and maybe the biggest news in the last few weeks, is Attorney General Eric Holder is calling for major changes in the nation's criminal justice system, changes that would scale back the use of harsh sentences for certain drug-related crimes. Now, Holder earlier today delivered his speech to the American Bar Association in San Francisco. He stated that we need to ensure that incarceration is used to punish, deter, and rehabilitate, not nearly to convict. Many of these issues are derived from the fact that federal prisons right now, most of them, are operating at nearly 40% or capacity or more. Of the 200,000 inmates are incarcerated, and nearly half are in there for drug-related crimes. Holder states that the main problem is sentencing. I'll just give you the best example I can find from all of my, my reading. If you take an 18 or 20-year-old who is sentenced for selling, distributing, or manufacturing drugs. Yet they're sentenced as if they were a kingpin or drug cartel. Many of these young people are getting 20 to 30-year sentences, and these are the mandatory minimum, minimum sentences. Meaning that the judge basically saying, I'm giving you the minimum, I'm giving you 20 years. So imagine being 18 years old, you're caught selling drugs, you're caught with a small amount of drugs, and they're giving you 20 years. You're looking at being almost 40 years old when you're back out of jail. Because, again, as everyone says, you're doing fair time. Going to federal prison. These are mandatory, again, mandatory minimum sentences. It appears that African Americans and Hispanics will be helped most by this change if it occurs, because 30% of those incarcerated under the current law are African American, and 42% are Hispanic. The holder also mentioned elderly patients who have already served most of their sentence, and he saw no need for these people to continue to be in the criminal system. When, if you look at rehabilitation, look at other uh, avenues that he has laid out and that he did state today for, again, rehabilitation. He wants to basically give you more opportunities before you go to jail so that when you go, 
you can live out this 20 to 30 year sentence because they've taken other steps. Now he's saying enough steps are not taken. And there's so many of the people getting these long sentences are under the age of 25. These are young people that you're not taking an effort to rehabilitate because you're keeping them in jail for so long that any kind of rehabilitation, once it takes place, they've already spent, again, 20, 25, 30 years in jail for what will be considered minor offenses. We all know the story about the difference in uh, powder cocaine and cooked cocaine and the differences in it and discrepancies in the law. That was something that's kind of old and somewhat antiquated because it took place back in the late 70s, early 80s when drugs were kind of becoming, I guess, a more popular thing. And now there are more people here in 2012, 2013 that are being still treated the same way and punished the same way as it was some 30 years ago. So whenever you get the Attorney General, again, now here's the Attorney General for the country, not the Attorney General Roe Cooper, who is here in North Carolina. He came out again today, and something I think is a very historic moment, because it's very rare that you come out from the Attorney General, and he gives a speech on basically changing laws and then specifies what laws need to be changed, why they need to be changed, and who all is affected by it. So it's a very interesting uh, interesting situation, something I thought, again, not only the biggest news of the day, perhaps of the week, to have our Eric on the route. We haven't heard anything from Eric Holder of this magnitude, I guess, since he spoke out, of course, about getting some laws changed in lieu of the Trayvon Martin trial. Uh, more Mondays. Uh, we have to count the weeks now that we've talked about more Mondays. More Mondays has certainly been significant. It's certainly been something that has um, affected many of those in North Carolina because it's led them to look at legislation, look at the way the laws are written, look at the way that things are done uh, in Raleigh, when many of them had not done that before. Well, more Mondays is coming to Charlotte. Uh, on August 19th, which will be next Monday, a rally is going to be held at Marshall Park. It will be the latest in a string of more money protests that began in Raleigh last spring and the second since the General Assembly adjourned in July. This week, more than 5,000 demonstrators gathered for a more money protest in Asheville. Now, organizers decline to say how many they expect in Charlotte, but they do expect a great number because everywhere they've gone, they have had a great number. Again, the fact that they were able to get 5,000 people out in Asheville which is not a, although it is a nice town, a nice sized city, it certainly is not as heavily populated as some of the other places they've gone. So you figure if they were able to get 5,000 there in Asheville, you would expect them to have quite a bit of people here in Charlotte for more Monday. NWCP has been the main organizer of more Mondays. However, Charlotte Mecklenburg Association of Educators, Democracy for North Carolina, Greenpeace, um, the Action North Carolina Committee, all those have also brought in numerous people to help lead and protest for the more Mondays. Again, um, um, NAACP State Director Dr. William Barber has been uh, a leader in this. Um, Charlotte's NAACP president is uh, Kojo Natambo. He also has certainly gone out and uh, been very visible in marching and leading the protest uh, up in Raleigh. And for it to come here again and just simply come to Charlotte to bring awareness and basically the simplest way they've described it to me. And for those who can't get to Raleigh for the protest, they're going to bring the protest here to you. So kind of like, you know, if you can't get them or bring it to you, just to make you more aware, bring uh, more and more, uh, I guess, excitement for those that do have an issue with it, for those that do have a problem with laws like the voter ID law and many other laws that we've gone over here several weeks on the show. It gives you an opportunity to go out and see firsthand exactly what's taking place. We don't know now how it will go. It's supposed to be a peaceful demonstration, which it has been most places have gone. Again, the only reason they were arrested up in Raleigh because they said it was disturbing the legislative meetings and they were asked to leave and were 
cannot leave us in a timely fashion. I basically were charged with first degree misdemeanor trespasses. Well, here has already been set up. You know, they're coming, you expect a number. And uh, Chief Ryan Monroe has already stated this will not be an extraordinary event, meaning that there's not a need for as many police as there would be if this was deemed something that was an extraordinary event. So we'll see how that goes um, next Monday. So anyone in the Charlotte area, anyone listening, certainly would behoove you to go by Marshall Park on next week and kind of see firsthand this upcoming Monday what it is that takes place and exactly what this more Monday has been all about for people that can certainly speak and deliver much better than myself. Um, the White House actually has backed prayer at meetings. The, uh, the Obama administration is back in Christian prayer before government meetings, and that is issued as a spotlight here in the Charlotte area where some local governments have opened meetings with Christian prayer for over 20 years. The administration, congressional lawmakers, and the state attorney general from 23 states filed briefs for the U.S. Supreme Court this week arguing legislative meetings should be allowed to open with Christian prayer. Don't know if many of you saw or witnessed what happened in Rowan County. When the law was passed, they could not open it with prayer. The commission decided they would stand up, and they all left. They came back probably five to ten minutes later, and then they began their meeting. So they still prayed. They just simply went behind closed doors and came back and did their meeting. While they were gone, many of the uh, people that were in audience needed to stand up, and they did pray. They did lead prayers because it was a little different with public people coming in and doing that as opposed to elected officials. So that gave them an opportunity to kind of go back and forth with, with their prayers. And the majority of the people in Rowan County have stated and shown that they are in favor of opening each meeting with a prayer. But, again, the problem has been what religion do you open it with? What do you say for those of different religious beliefs and different denominations? How do you begin a prayer? So that's how it's happened in Rowan County. The same thing is taking place in Union County. It's taking place in several different counties throughout North Carolina where litigation is taking place right now as to how you open meetings. Currently, as we see here today, now, that has not been the case in Mecklenburg County. But as I tell you each week, when things typically take place in one county or one city, it trickles down. So now the Rowan County has already got it passed. Look for other counties to follow suit. So I would expect by the end of this year, this being uh, August by December, there's going to be several other states, several other cities that will follow suit with what's happened in Rowan County. And again, they're saying it's unconstitutional. They're saying they want to come to a meeting and they don't want to be uh, inundated with a prayer of Jesus or a prayer of, of, of Baptists or regular beliefs because they have different beliefs. So we'll see how they go. But certainly something that um, warrants you're looking into, certainly something that warrants, I guess, the debate kind of back and forth as to how it's exactly to take place and what exactly is the role of elected officials when it comes to prayer prior to open forms, open settings, and open meetings. So it's very interesting happening out in Detroit. Mike Dugan, who actually thought that he was finished in Detroit politics, put an amazing resurrection after winning the primary election for mayor as a writing candidate. The unofficial results show the former hospital executive got 46% on last Tuesday. Dugan now faces the number two finisher, Sheriff Benny Napoleon, in November. Dugan ran a writing campaign after a judge bounced him from the ballot in June because he hadn't been registered long enough as a voter. Now, of course, the winner of this is going to face former NBA player and current mayor Dave Bean, who is the current mayor of Detroit. I read that article or got it because it gives you just another example of what can happen when uh, you are determined and when you do seek political office. Here's a man who was told by a judge that he could not put his name on the ballot and he actually would removed. Then he'd be on the writing candidacy and actually get just as many votes as he would have gotten had his name been on the ballot. And now he has an opportunity to become a mayor, and he's going to be one of about four people left now that do have an opportunity to be the mayor of Detroit. 
So it's a very interesting uh, situation, and it's something that just shows you more and more that opportunities out there for those that are seeking public office. And one final story I do want to mention, going back to Union County, is that the schools are actually going to court with the Board of Commission. The, uh, there's a big fight going on. I guess fight when you say politically, fighting over money. The Union County Commission and the school board is actually headed to court this week. Now, trial is going to begin tomorrow in Union County Superior Court, and they're expected to last perhaps as long as two weeks. The school board claims the commissioners did not adequately fund the school district for the current school year. The county insisted provide enough money, and that any additional money going to the board would result in tax hikes or service cuts. And when this lawsuit, the school board is seeking a judgment that may authorize commissioners to raise taxes as may be necessary to cover money awarded to the district. The district also wants a jury to determine the amount of money legally necessary for a school system to run. Now, such sources include state or federal funds or proceeds from a state lottery and sales tax. So it's very interesting when you see a school board actually going against the commission. You have, again, elected officials from our city, and they're basically saying, you didn't give us enough money to budget our schools. We need more money, and we're going to take you to court to get this money. And then they're going to determine how much money it takes to run a school system, and that's the amount we want. So it's very interesting because, again, if that happens there, it's going to happen somewhere else. And I've never seen a case where you have, uh, again, elected officials from the same city and same area going to court against each other. Because, you know, it's very interesting because you've got people living in the same district, living in the same precincts. These commissioners obviously have kids going to school in the districts where the school board members are represented. So it's very uh, uh, climatic when you see something like this happen in a situation, again, where you see the school board actually suing the commission. But that's the each week. There's so many things that are taking place politically, so many things that are taking place that you can uh, uh, make yourself aware of. Uh, each week, as I say, if you just watch the first five minutes of the news, you're going to hear something political. Same thing as if you read the uh, newspaper. Many times looking at the front page, just front page alone, you're going to see things that affect you politically, like taxes and other things that you have a direct effect on. Because, again, you elect those people who make those decisions. So those are things that I leave you each and every week with. And, of course, take the opportunity to go down this week to the city council meetings, commission meetings, school board meetings, not only here in Charlotte, but in your hometown, home city, and be aware of everything that's taking place. Because when you become aware, you become an educated voter. And educated voters, in turn, spread the words of what's happening firsthand. You give a firsthand account of what the people are actually doing that you have put in office. And as you say each week, make sure you know who represents you in your district on the school board, the city council, and the county commission. And make sure you hold these people accountable. And as you stated so greatly again today, as you stated so greatly again today, uh, what was the quote again? People who are people are better when they're being watched. So when you're going yeah, down people are, right, Yeah, they behave doing. better when they're being watched. That's correct. And who better to watch these elected officials than the people who voted or voted for them? The people who put them exactly. in that chair, there's no better people to watch them. So make sure those are things that you are going out and do, and again, that you are aware. Because if you don't know who to watch, I guess you can't watch them. So you have to know who's running, who's there, yeah. and what they're doing. And no better way to conclude Very this money than make sure that you do those things. Very good. We got always a lot of information to cover, and it keeps growing and growing. I'm telling you, you need to consider another day of the week to be on here. I don't have to twist your arm and send my my boys after you, but each week the information grows and grows on what we need to know in the community. And it is a lot to keep up with, so we're grateful for you coming on each week, sharing that with us. But seriously, consider coming on another day of the week so that we can have this. In the meantime, we'll see you back here on next Monday, and we'll see everybody back here at 2 p.m. on tomorrow. So thank you again. 
Thank you for joining us today. We hope you gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Special thanks to our sponsors, Restoration Ministries, Church of God in Christ, where they're restoring the world through God's Word. They're located at 1204 Commercial Avenue, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28205. Men of Action with LaShawn Huntley. Promoting social change one man at a time. They are located at menofaction.web.officelive.com. Therapeutic Concepts, Inc. with Asha Sims. They can be found at www.tconceptsinc.org. Center for Sexual Health and Education with Dr. Willahan. A Lifetime of Great Sex. They can be found at www.bestsexualadvice.com. Thank you to everyone who supports us by logging into the chat room, hanging out with us on the phone lines, and just logging in and listening online, period. Be sure to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash this needs to be said. Tell someone about the great show you just heard. Heck, if you thought it sucked, tell them anyway. Either way, tell them to tune in and share their opinion with us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is letstalkatthisneedstobesaid.com. There is an elephant in the room, and hey, we're going to talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong with Arm and Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Thank you.